It's Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Legacy Advantage. It's a new year, time to start thinking about preparing for tax season. As an entrepreneur, you want to make sure the experts do your bookkeeping so you can spend more time focusing on your company. That's why at VancouverEntrepreneur.ca, we use the bookkeeping services of Legacy Advantage. They make sure our books are accurate and done right so we can focus on BC entrepreneurs. This tax season, make sure you call 778-785-6879 or go to legacyadvantage.ca and see how better bookkeeping equals peace of mind and more profits. Hello, this is Robert Spiegel coming to you today with the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia. Greg Peacock is a blockchain solution expert at Van Bex Ventures. A two-time entrepreneur, Greg has been working with technology startups since 2002 and blockchain since 2015 as an investor, trader, and educator. He has extensive experience advising early-stage blockchain startups on product strategy and crypto economics. Well, Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, and give us the details on your current business. Sure. Um, so I was born in Ottawa, and I moved out to Vancouver in 2006. And uh, I've been mostly participating in the startup scene here in Vancouver. Um, and as a hobby, sort of got interested in blockchain back a few years ago. And at some point, just sort of decided to buy a Bitcoin just to sort of commit some mind space to, or mind share rather, to investigating what was going on. And that kind of got me hooked. And I've been sort of actively trading and investing since then. Um, and more recently, as the industry has become mature and accessible and actually legitimized, uh, participating in more of an entrepreneurial capacity. So I've been able to offer my experience and knowledge to early stage blockchain startups um, because I pay attention to what's going on and I spend an enormous amount of time researching it. Um, and more recently joined Vanmex Ventures to do something similar. Um, I can't talk about that too much yet, but it's going to be a very exciting project that's really going to add a ton of value to anyone that's really interested in either investing or creating a blockchain business in Canada. Okay, now did you need financing to start your company, and how do you currently make money in your business now? Um, I mostly make money through um, sort of my, my the the fee that I charge for consultation, um, and I also have um, investments that I live on. Okay, now what is the long term vision, and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC, or even Canada? Well, I think we're we're dealing with a new product architecture that really isn't constrained by any geographic limitations. Like if you're connected to the internet, you have an equal 
opportunity to participate in this new economy. So um, I think everything that we build is really global. I think when it comes to working with people, we have geographic limitations, but you know, there are lots of digital nomads out there and there are lots of people that work remotely full time. And so those, those barriers are becoming uh, lower as well. So I think we're already a global company and we think about ideas that impact the everybody on the planet rather than just people in our backyard or people in our current market because that's really what this technology enables okay now i want to talk a little bit uh, about vancouver and doing business in the city what are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur in vancouver bc i want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here but i also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them okay um there's a great community here there's a lot of opportunity to meet people and get access to resources that are necessary to start a business. I think that's really special, especially coming from a smaller city. Um, there's a lot of opportunities here to either mature your own business or to learn how to do that. And I think that's increasingly important, especially with the way that uh, the job market is evolving, how a lot more people want freedom and agency over their lives. And so they're they're choosing to work on their own, like myself, or working with a, a startup because there's more ways to add value rather than working in a big company. And so there's, I think that's why we have such a vibrant ecosystem for starting companies. Um, I think the downside is that there's less risk-adverse people in Vancouver compared to something like New York or San Francisco. And so... Your ideas need to be safer or it's simply going to be harder to convince people to work with you or invest in you. And, and that is definitely a limitation. I see that fairly, that, that contrast very sharply here compared to other places. Okay. Now, we do some of our best work outside the office. Is there a place in the lower mainland close to where you live or work where you like to go recharge or get inspired or just think about your business? And does it change with the season considering all the rain we get here? That's a good question. Um, I guess my answer is I go outdoors. Um, so we spend so much time indoors, especially in Vancouver, especially because of the rain in the winter. Um, my, my temple, my happy place is the outdoors. It's being connected with nature and that's the number one reason why I live here. So if that is at all important to you, we, I mean, we live in one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. I've been to quite a few countries all across Asia and Europe, and I've never seen anything so beautiful as the interior of BC and the, and the Pacific coast. It's, it's just incredible. So um, you have to pay a price for that, and that's the, the rainy weather in the winter, but what we get out of it is an incredibly abundant natural environment that we're closely connected to. So I think it's, for somebody like me, it's completely worth it. Okay, we have a lot of listeners um, outside of Canada internationally. So I want this next question, I want you to speak to them. I want you to imagine if you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Well, you got to know people. Um, it's a small community, which is nice, um, but breaking into it can be tricky and that's part of the culture. Once you're, once you're in, it's very easy to, to meet people that can work with you. It's, um, it's not hard to find, which is great. So I would say follow your interests, go to meetups, you know, participate in social events that are meaningful to you, participate in 
non-social events or, or other causes that are meaningful to you, um, hackathons or just, yeah, going, going to places where people like you would go. And over time, you will ultimately connect with the right people. And once you get a few, it's really, I think the hardest part, and this is more of a, a life lesson for me, is um, asking for help. Like sometimes you ultimately just have to ask for help. If you don't have anything to offer because you're new right away, um, it's a good way to connect with people. And I think that's, that's a real opportunity. Obviously it's the relationships will mature into something more reciprocal, but sometimes if you're just starting out, it's, it's a great way to, to build trust with somebody, just be honest with them about it. And that's served me really well. Okay, what does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? Yeah, so I um, I have a five to ten minute mobility routine where I just kind of it's kind of like yoga essentially. It's just to wake up the body. Um, I think mobility is incredibly important. Um, we don't just go and run at the gym and we're healthy. It's we actually need to use our body to its full extent, and that really is coming from motion, considering how much time we spend in a static position, either sitting or standing, it's really important to make sure that you have that. So that's the beginning of my day. And then I usually spend 45 to an hour um, looking at my trading portfolio, seeing what happened overnight, and then trying to consume as much information and news on blockchain as possible, because there's a constant inflow of it. And there's way more of it than I have time. So that's a place for me to sort of connect on any timely issues like a new project launching or some economic shock to affect the blockchain industry, whatever it is. That's when I want to sort of allocate some time to explore it. Okay. Now, do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Um, I think you need to be more optimistic for sure. Um, it's hard to be an entrepreneur and be pessimistic. It's also, uh, difficult because you have to challenge a lot of the common fears that we all have around rejection you have to deal with rejection a lot around failure. You have to fail a lot. And I don't mean, you know, the typical, Oh, I've had two companies implode, you know, look at my badge of honor. I mean, like you're going to make mistakes all the time because you're going to be doing stuff all the time you've never done before. And that's just the nature of the learning process. And so having to embrace that is probably the hardest thing. Okay. What books are you reading now and why or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Um, yeah, sure. So I'm a, a huge fan of, um, human centered design in product design. I think it's really important to, make sure that your users feel good when they're using your product or service. And I, I, I measure that as the most fundamental like outcome that I'm trying to achieve when I build something. If the user doesn't feel good when they're using your product for whatever it is, it can be a game, it can be a tool. Um, then you're not, you're missing out on something because that's why we interact with all these pieces of software. They're 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 to achieve some outcome and that outcome should be very, uh, important to the person if they're going to be doing the, the going through the effort of using your product. And so, um, I would recommend the lean UX series of books. They're an excellent, like concise 
means of educating yourself on us a lot of the tools and methodologies required to integrate human-centered design into a modern tech company startup experience um, and anybody can learn them and anybody can benefit from them you don't have to be a designer you don't have to be an engineer you don't have to be a product manager everyone should leverage these tools in order to create more empathy with their users because it ultimately reduces a, an enormous amount of uncertainty around decision making and prioritization but it also helps people care more about what they're doing because they actually know what they're building and who it's for and why um, so that's what i would recommend any online or offline tools that you'd like to use on a daily basis um, i'm a fan of the g suite so i use google apps for practically everything uh, depending on the nature of the work. Um, and other than that, yeah, nothing, nothing really comes to mind. I think I'm pretty standard when it comes to software. Okay. I like just, yeah. Paper and pen. Um, I use Muji pen 0.38 millimeter tip black. Okay. Now we touched on this earlier about Vancouver being and BC being a very, very beautiful place. You've traveled a lot. You've seen a lot. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work? What are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski, bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Oh, well, that, I like the last one. I, so I just bought my, well, my first vehicle in 15 years. And living downtown in Vancouver, it's not a, really a good idea to have a vehicle. But I thoroughly enjoy using it. And the reason I bought it is because I really want to get into Nordic skiing this year. So that also relates to your question. Um, I've actually purchased all the ski gear and I've, I've taken lessons in the last couple of years as well. So this is going to be my first year really committing to that in winter. It's a incredibly surreal experience to go up to Cyprus at night in the winter because it's cold and uh, dark, but the, the the trails are illuminated. It's just this wonderful, relaxing, surreal environment, and it's very cathartic. But it's also, you know, excellent exercise. Um, yeah, you'll have to make a trip to Whistler once you start uh, skiing too. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, up to Callahan, right? Yep, yep. Way up there, so it's beautiful. If you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Wow. Okay. That's a tough one. I really like what I'm doing now and it took me a lot to figure it out. <laughs> um, let's see. I would, I'd like to be, um, an academic unburdened by the, uh, need to publish or have a public reputation. So um, I'm an individual of, of authority who gets to educate curious young minds who doesn't have to worry about the politics of being an academic. That would be my dream job. What kind, of, doing. what kind of a job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. Uh, any job that lacks creativity or a creative outlet. Um, I would not like to be, and some this is this will be contentious, but I would not like to be a software engineer because I feel that it very much involves creativity, but the expression of that is very abstract. It's not. Um, it's represented in logic and not in something physical that you can create. I'm, I prefer analog outlets for, for creative expression, music or art and that sort of thing. Listening to music and uh, painting, are you, are you into that? or Do you actually do it or you just listen and observe? Um, I, I live down the street from the Vancouver Art Gallery and I have a membership, so I, I consume art on a regular basis. I don't create it. And I definitely consume 
a lot of music as well. I have a very fancy hi-fi headset set up at home where I can listen to Radiohead or some classical or some soulful jazz or whatever I'm feeling like in the moment. Okay, in business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? <sighs> um, good question. Um, one of them is think 10x. Um, and it's pretty cliche. It's been used for, for quite a while, but I really like it because it. we often, when we're in a creative mode or when we're trying to deal with a problem, we never really think about the problem. We always go and think about the solution first because that's what we just – Humans just do that. I don't know why, but that's what we do. Um, and it's an excellent way of challenging somebody who's just done that accidentally and is focusing in on the solution rather than what the problem is that they should be trying to solve. And thinking 10x really challenges an idea in an open format. So you can really think about it as, well, does this scale? Does it create enough value? Um, do enough people want it? Can it make enough money? Like it really applies to all the different dimensions of value creation in a business context. So I really like that one. Um, I also like simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And I believe it was Leonardo da Vinci that said that, but I could be wrong. And I think that's an important reminder as well, because it's very easy to complicate solutions um, because it seemingly adds more value, but ultimately they're much harder to create and there are diminishing returns and keeping things simple is an excellent way to produce value. The most enjoyable tools that I get to use in my life are very specifically designed for something. And that's the only thing that they do well, and they don't really do anything else. And those are the ones that I keep going back to, because if I know I need to deal with that problem, that that tool is going to solve it. And I think we we kind of get lost, especially in the Internet age around that, because it's really easy to bolt on new types of value. But in a lot of the times, it just degrades the overall experience, in my opinion. What is your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Well, what came to mind is I'm not sure what the actual words would be, but a lack of curiosity. Like, I guess I'm not interested in understanding that or I don't want to know. Perhaps that's the best answer. Um, I think curiosity is so critical, especially in today's world where there's so much information and a lot of it is questionable. Um, so curiosity and, yeah, that would be the, the statement. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Hmm. Um... I'd call myself a dreamer and I'd call myself a wanderer. And I think I would do that because I've always been deeply connected with the big picture in the future. I think probably because I grew up on a, a healthy diet of Star Trek and um, I've envisioned that world for so long and wondered why we don't live there because I see all of the potential of it all around us and yet we don't do it and this is why I'm pursuing a career in blockchain by the way is because now we have a way of doing it that is grassroots and bottom-up it doesn't require um, approval from existing institutions or governments we just build it and, and use it it's very simple um, yeah okay what keeps you up at night if anything um, well if I leave my monitors on I have 
three of them right across from my bed, that will definitely keep me up. And it's usually because there's some chart that I have to be looking at. It's not the most glamorous life to be a trainer, but sometimes it can be fun. Um, also, I think when I see the state of the world and I see every day walking down the street, people ignoring other people and I see privilege next to poverty, I think I get really upset. And sometimes my mind will wander to that and, and question the, the reality and, and guess kind of feel a little hopeless because it's really hard to do anything about that. You know, I can acknowledge a homeless person on the street and I can give them money, but it doesn't really have a huge impact on anything. And so I think sometimes I, when I'm especially challenged with a big idea, as I'm often challenged because I think about those big ideas, it can get somewhat overwhelming and that's where my mind will go. Okay, I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be a bucket list of any sort, whether you want to do TEDx talks, write books, travel more, uh, philanthropy, anything like that? I'd like to go to the moon. Okay, that's a good one. Definitely on my top. I want to see the entire planet in the sky, as it were. I think that it would be the most rewarding and humbling experience that could possibly be created. Um, on my bucket list, I would like to, I'd like to live in another country at some point. I've often explored it, but never really committed to it. I think it'll happen in the next couple of years based on the trajectory of this technology. So I'm looking forward to that as a near term bucket list. And hmm, what else? I'd like to, I'd kind of like to finish what I've started with this crypto venture that I'm working on. I can't really talk about it yet, but um, and it's a big thing and I, I think it could really make a huge difference in the world. And I really hope that that gets to a point where it's actually creating some value. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs in, in Vancouver and throughout BC? Yeah, I would say if you email somebody or call them and they don't get back to back to you, email them again because we often forget. It happens all the time, and the ones that email back two or three times are the ones that are going to hear like hear from me. So, you know, don't be discouraged if you don't hear back from somebody right away. Be polite, be patient, but pressure a little bit is important. It shows eagerness. It shows confidence. Good. Okay, Greg, you ready to have some fun? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, you know, as entrepreneurs are very, very busy people, always connected. Like you said, you're always you got your screens on, your monitors going, you're always checking things out, people calling you, emails, messages, you name it, you're always there. We're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or smartphone or tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Wow, I have so many questions. Um, assuming that I had the resources to survive, I would probably stay, ooh, I would say a week. I think that would be enough. Um, if I felt like I was unable to support myself there, I would immediately want to leave. But solitude is, is an important experience, I think. And if I'm on a 
you know, I'm in a beautiful place that I'm not at risk of being abandoned there that I could at least spend a week for sure. One week. You just chill, kick back, relax. I would explore every nook and cranny of that island. Probably build a fort, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love, I love building stuff. I've always been a tree climber and a fort builder as a kid, so that's, that's probably where I would go with it. Okay, great. Okay, Greg, how can our listeners get hold of you, and is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? Um, I would say definitely if you, you've probably heard about blockchain, if you're not looking into it, please look into it. It's going to be more valuable to the world than the internet has been. Like you need to be a part of this or at least understand what's coming because it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So please, if you are curious, go do that. Um, and if you want to contact me, if you are working in the space or you want to talk about an idea. I can be reached on Twitter at Greg Peacock, G-R-E-G-G Peacock, or um, on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Okay. Well, Greg, thanks for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been great. great. Thank you. See you next time. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the VancouverEntrepreneur.ca podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. And then connect with us on Twitter at VanCityPodcast and like us on Facebook. And you'll get all the latest news, including the BC Weekly Business Report, where you can find out more about what's going on in this fabulous province of ours. See you next time. Yeah.